0: 162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb, bang. Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred, Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Gambardella, and today I will not be joined by my co-host Matthew Beal as he has to go to an appointment. Uh, He has an upcoming wedding, so he's a very, very busy man. But joining me, one of the best guests we've ever had on this show, the pod doctor, Justin Kaplan. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm
1: doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on again. No problem. No
0: problem. Now, as much as Justin had just had his white coat ceremony, so if everybody listening could congratulate him, um, so mom, dad, if if you haven't already, please call Justin and <laughs> and congratulate him. But in in all news, Justin is in. Some would say a commissioner. Some would say an all-power-heaving all, all fantasy guru. Um, Justin, you've been commissioner of our fantasy league, our home fantasy league, now for how many
1: years? Um, if I had to take a guess at it, I would say maybe this might be our seventh, eighth season. I would say maybe, maybe
0: seventh. Okay, season seven. Well, maybe yeah. season seven is the lucky number for me. I've never won the league. Uh, Beal once, as, as you know, Beal and I have shared a team for, I think, the last, I think this is our sixth year, sharing a, a fantasy team. We've We've come close. We've smelled victory. A couple of bronze medals in the past couple years. Early on, I think the first year that we were together, we had a second-place finish. You were in a pair last year for the first time um, with Daryl or Darren. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I, I got mixed reviews in the group chat on what his name is. So I don't know if I saved his contact. right. But now he has his own team. Why didn't it work out between you two?
1: Well, I just want to state for the record, for the most part, for those who know me, I have nicknames for just about everyone. So chances are, if you don't know, the person that I'm referring to, I'm probably not calling them by their actual name. Just stating that. Um, with that being said, um, to answer your question, um, I don't want to say that things did not work out um, between us as co-owners. Um, I really like the way that we both co-managed our team last year. Still made the playoffs. Um, didn't turn out the way we wanted to. Got knocked out in the first round. Uh, got plagued by some um, some injuries and you know some guys. Taking some time off. Don't want to mention any names. (coughs) Calvin Ridley. Um, Anyways, (laughs) um, anyways, um, you know, had one guy out of 10 guys. So 90%, um, 90% rate of teams that ended up coming back, which, you know, can never complain with 90%. So we needed to fill that one spot. And I figured instead of asking other people that have not been a part of our league before, um, considering the fact that it is a different format than most people with two quarterbacks and three wide receivers, figured it might just be easier to split us up. Um, you know, I love I love having total control of my team not to not to to put down Daryl or anything. It worked out quite well between us last year, so making the playoffs, like I mentioned, but you know, having your own team is, is uh, there's nothing like that. So just figured we'd split up and you know lower the cost from last year. Just because, you know, times are tough, inflation, all that stuff. But yeah, so that's, that's how I'll answer that question.
0: Yeah, I, I think you've been a great league commissioner and a great team owner. Uh, we always make a trade every year. Usually you end up coming out on top on me. Past three years, our, our team, Beal and I's team, has made the playoffs. So it's not just me you're coming on, on top of, but usually we have better trade relations because we've been friends much longer um, and known each other much longer than Beal and you have. And that's what fantasy is all about. It's, it's having good relationships with the people in your league so you can trade year in, year out and, and have a little fun. We're going to not focus on the past now. We're going to look to the future. We just had our draft last week. And to me, there's some clear winners out of this draft and some clear losers. Just, but to start, what is the, fa- who's your favorite player on your team? It doesn't have to be your best player, but maybe the favorite draft pick you had and you think you got to steal in out of well, this draft.
1: Well, um... Just to comment on your your comment, um, I I don't know if I see any clear winners. So I'm very excited to hear your take on, on the way our draft went. And, you know, I definitely have some words to say about that. Um,
0: I'm sure you will. I
1: definitely want to know what you think about my team. But um, to answer your question, um, yeah, so I had the 10th uh, tenth, tenth spot um, in our draft. So I ended up going with uh, Devontae Adams, which – that's exactly where he was placed to go, and I was completely fine with taking him in that spot, considering all the all the high-end running backs were mostly gone at that point. So I would say um, he is probably the best player on my team. However, the best draft, the best pick that I had, I think, in the draft, I'm very excited about Gabe Davis, 71st overall. I think that was an absolute steal. I think there was no reason for him to still be on the board in the seventh round. So I'm very excited about that pick. I think there's a lot of productivity coming from him very soon. And actually tonight against the Rams. So I think we'll, we'll see a big, big impact from Dave Davis on that Bills offense.
0: Yeah, we will, we will get, to, uh, get to the game tonight and a little prediction at the end of the show and, and for the rest of the league. Um, but for those of you listening, if you haven't come on already, today is a recap. We're going to follow um, our fantasy football league, Beal and I's team, throughout the year. We're going to react to every win and loss each week. We're going to debate who we should start each week. It should be comical podcasting. Uh, I don't know how great it's going to turn out, but that's that's what we're in for. And we're here today with our commissioner to discuss how he think his how he thought his draft went, how he thought other people's draft went. Um, So I I asked you about your best draft pick. So I'll let you know who mine was and I'll comment, Gabe Davis, incredible draft pick. If he slid to me in that round, there's no doubt in my mind I was taking him. That's a, that's an excellent flex you have. I I think you have great depth at wide receiver um, in your top four if you suffer an injury in one of those top 4 it might things get might a little dicey but you can never control injuries and you know that well as a, as our pod doctor but Correct. My, my best draft pick i have him in all four of my leagues all wow. four of my fantasy leagues aj quad dillon uh, quadilla aj dillon i know he's technically the backup to aaron jones but all throughout the second half of last year you saw a.j dillon is the first and second down back for that team there's no doubt he's the better running back aaron jones is the better cat pass catcher so for a ppr league yeah i mean aaron jones is obviously a better player but he's going in round three and i get to have a.j dillon in round 10 when i think they're gonna finish right around the same spot this year i think it is an absolute steal as my third running back I just loved getting A.J. Dillon every single draft this year.
1: I have to agree with you, Gamby. Um, I think that was an incredible draft pick. Um, I do want to mention I usually only do one or two leagues. I really only wanted to do our league this year. However, I got tempted into doing a a PT class draft that actually occurred last night. So I got baited into doing that for $25. Uh, Had our draft. Uh, my team is projected to finish first. So, cannot I do want to bring that back to the AJ Dillon pick? So, I actually w- did not see his name. Uh, and it was the ninth round. He ended up going 15 picks later than what you draft. Um, sorry, 15 picks earlier than what you drafted him at. Um, he actually went in the eighth round. Sorry, correct myself. So he went 81st overall in that draft, and I was yes. upset that I did not get him. I ended up picking in that round um, the running back for the uh, Miami Dolphins. Ended up getting Chase Edmonds in that round. I love was... Chase
0: Edmonds as well. So I, I do.
1: I... I, I do also. However, I was very mad at myself for not seeing A.J. Dillon because I would have 100% drafted A.J. Dillon over Chase Edmonds. It was a great draft pick by you. You got him 15 picks later than he went in a draft that actually happened a week later than our draft. So that completely just just
0: absolutely justifies how great of a pick it I, He's been trending upwards in every draft. In every draft, I've taken him earlier and earlier. Um, and in one league, I have Saquon, and A.J. Dillon, so my team is just, I call it leg day because their quads are un, unmatched by anybody else in the league. So, but back to our league, we talked about the best picks in the draft. Now, it doesn't have to be your team who, who you feel uneasy about, but what's one, I, I don't know if some somebody else's pick stuck out to you, like, what are they doing? But who do you think made the worst draft pick last
1: week? Um, yes. So if I'm going to recall our draft from last week, I was not very – I was not very um, – how do you put it? Actually, I was very surprised that Josh Allen went 15th overall. And I do want to mention it is a two QB league. So quarterbacks do hold – Tremendous value in our league. Uh, very scarce. They, There are barely any starting quarterbacks ever available on Weavers. So what you got is what you got from draft day usually. Um, but Josh Allen to go in the, in the mid-second round really, really threw a bone at me. Um, that just I, – I, I don't understand it. Uh, there's just so much – so much um, value still – available within running backs and wide receivers even tight ends such as like kelsey um i i don't understand it i think he could have ended up going another 10 picks later so he could have potentially still got him in the third round so um for for one of our league members um that was just not a pick that i approve of or would have done in that spot okay
0: yeah It's usually me taking the first quarterback every year. Beal and I just love to make sure we have great quarterbacks. because That is true.
1: Mahomes last last season.
0: Last year, we had, yes, we had Patty. He was great to us. But our second QB was a mix of Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Tua Tagovailoa. It was terrible. So we wanted to make sure, not just to get a top guy, but make sure we get two guys who we're confident in, and a solid third that we that we know at least for most of the season is gonna play and play decently. Which I, I don't know if I'm very confident Tannehill is a third, but with Trey Lance and Kyler Murray as our top two QBs, I am not mad about that whatsoever. Josh Allen, that's a great point. My worst draft pick comes a lot later in the draft. This one is pretty obvious to me. Round 13, I'm I'm looking at the draft recap and i remember this this moment will dean took evan McPherson. now evan mcpherson tremendous kicker for cincinnati but he kicks in cincinnati bad weather but he picked him around and a half before justin tucker a around and a half i mean he just let let good solid backup running backs backup quarterbacks go off the board and and decent wide receivers and a guy like Cole Komet, tight end, went run around later. I got Alexander Madison, which I think will be much more valuable this year than Evan McPherson. Depending Just being the worst on
1: depending on what team
0: uh, Alexander
1: Madison gets traded
0: to, because most likely,
1: I think you can agree, he's not going to be a Viking for the rest of the season. They want to shop him, but yeah, yeah I, think, com- I think I
0: think I think it's com-
1: absolute, yeah. Yeah, sorry sorry, wrong. no, no, you, I, I, you go ahead. I think I think that was a good pick for you in that round, um, because yeah, you can hold on to him. He can hold tremendous value depending on what team he comes on. He could take over a backfield relatively quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I guess he trusts uh, McPherson. Uh, I definitely trust him. I have him in my other league that I just drafted yesterday. I think the man has an absolute boot and. You know, I, I, I might disagree with you on that being a pick that really. Uh, yeah, that really.
0: I, I thought you might say that. And honestly, in my bones, my gut's telling me not. I mean, getting that related of a pick. But it's just the round and a half before Justin Tucker or any other kicker. To right. me is, is, is wild, but he got his guy. So you can't fault him for that. To me, a more obvious one, if we're talking about earlier in the draft because that's where you get your busts your busts don't happen later in the draft because those are you know risky picks as it is you're just taking shots in the dark comes in round three the round three four turn it's your team I hate to blindside you like this but Cam Akers coming off of an Achilles injury drafting him before Nick Chubb is wild to me it it baffles me. I, I want to know why you did that. I, I just yeah, wanna know um, why what your thought process was there.
1: Yeah, um I was very torn. Um I was considering Nick Chubb. Um, don't get me wrong. I do I do somehow still like my pick. Um I don't have complete faith in Cam Akers. I definitely think I drafted him way too early. Uh, to be honest. Um, however, I know he's coming off of a big Achilles injury, and um, I actually just read up on something uh, today uh, that one of my friends sent me uh, in my uh, program that uh, most players, most running backs in particular that come off of injuries such as Achilles, ACL, yeah. um, even Liz Frank injuries with the foot, their lifespan in the NFL after those big injuries is on average about like 2.2 years. So, yeah, I'm a little scared. Um, Cam Akers is very young, though. He's, I think he's 24, 25, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I have a lot of faith in him. Um, I know he didn't look great in the one game that he played last season when he came back in the Super Bowl. Um, however, I don't trust Daryl Henderson. I think they're very optimistic about Cam Akers in that offense with Sean McVay. I think they want him to be their guy. Um, I have faith that he's been taking the measures in his rehab to get where he needs to be after that injury. Um, from what I've been told, he's looked pretty decent. Not 100% yet, but almost, I would say probably 95% to what he was at. And I think he's going to be very involved, Um, maybe not totally involved to start, maybe play like 60% of the snaps is what I'm expecting at at the start. But I think he'll get in the groove of it. And I think he has way more opportunity in that offense to shine than Nick Chubb, who is limited to just
0: running the ball and not in the pass game whatsoever. I agree with that. And Nick Chubb for the first 11 games of the season has Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback. Uh, So I don't know how prolific that offense is going to be in Cleveland. So I I like the talent in Cam Akers, but injuries, the year coming off of injury, you saw it with Saquon last year and McCaffrey last year. You're just a little bit slowed coming off of a major injury. And it's really that second year after an injury where they come back and really come back really strong. The only guy who's come back after a year and one off was Adrian Peterson. Um, back in I think like 2009, when he went off for like 1,900 yards coming off of an ACL, but I mean we can all agree that Adrian Peterson's one of the best running backs of his generation. So unless Cam Akers is that, you know what? Never mind. Your description as a pod doctor has swayed me a little bit because <laughs> because you're I you know you know how. physical therapy works you know how nursing yourself back from injuries work works you've you've been injured a lot in your baseball career um correct so if you have faith that he can come back I have faith that that he can come back and I like the player and I love the team the Rams are going to be loaded again so he's got a lot of opportunities to to score some touchdowns so as long as he finds pay dirt I think he could pay off for you
1: that's, that's the plan. That is the plan. And um, you got to mention, you got to bring a little bit of a, a little bit of intellect into here. It's not, it's not all about what you know about the injuries, but it's also about the players and you got to have faith that these players want to get back to what, where they've been. So it's, it's a, it's a mindset thing. It's a mental thing. It's, it's a lot of physicality that goes into this rehab, but it, in the end, it's really the, the will to get better. And these guys really want to get back to where they've been and to progress at a, at a higher level, then, you know, it'll work out. And I got faith in my guy, Cam Akers and yeah, hopefully it works out for me. Okay,
0: That sounds, yeah. I I mean, everybody's hopeful. It's most of the time, if your fantasy team stays healthy, you're going a long way. And it's just a prayer and a hope that you do that. Um, the draft is really to make sure you have enough depth to make it through those injuries. Um, but sometimes you just get way too depleted throughout the season and nobody roots for injuries. So I wish your team the best of luck. I wish everybody's team everywhere around the world, the best of luck because I wish injuries were, could be turned off like they are in video games because it just makes it that much more fun. But to fin- to finish up our league, Um, our league talk other than you, because biasly, I think I'm going to win it this year. I'm sure. I I love,
1: I love, I love your team. I gotta say, I think you had one of the best drafts. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That, that means something, you know, I'm not going to flatter you. I think you had one of the worst drafts on the day.
1: Yeah. uh, ESPN would agree agree with you.
0: Picking in the 10th slot is very difficult. Uh, we did the random draft order an hour before it's very difficult picking the turn back-to-back picks. I used to love it. You know, I used to always just love being on having back-to-back picks, whether it's winding up in the first slot or back in the, in the 10th slot for our draft or in the 12th slot for a 12 man league. But I find that if you're in the middle you can have guys just fall to you each round where if you're picking back to back, sometimes there's two guys that one guy is there that you like, but one guy you kind of have to reach on. Um, so I, I don't know if you feel the same way and you don't like picking back to back and that kind of messed you up a little bit. Um, but your, your top picks, Devonte Adams, first year in Las Vegas with a worst quarterback and he's not the only guy on that team. They have mouths to feed. Hunter Renfro can play. Darren Waller can play. With the Packers, it was just Aaron Jones and him really in the passing game that could do do some damage. There's some other options on this Las Vegas team. So I'm a little bit worried about him. Not much because I still think he's the best wide out in the league. But Alvin Kamara, did you not see him punch, punch a guy in a bar during the summer? Oh, I did. And
1: that was a tough pick for me. Um, I really had to kind of – I I knew that it was going to end up being between him and Mixon. And in the end, I had to put my trust that the NFL is going to make the wrong decision and postpone his sentence another year, which, honestly, it's looking like that's what's going to happen. I really – think he's going to miss any time this season for it and that is why i drafted him he is undoubtedly one of the most talented running backs that is in this league yeah i would i I would say that he is even more talented than most of the running backs that went ahead of him Um, i think the only reason why he is that well is because of the fact that that they believe that he could possibly miss six games this season um but if he does not miss one game this season that would actually be my best draft pick for sure and I and I and I know that I took a huge
0: gamble with that but it's to win in this league yeah I, and- I definitely agree you've swung for the fences on almost every pick um that you've made you took a lot of high upside guys but they could also, the, the floor can drop from beneath them and they, they could produce nothing for you. So it's a hit or miss for you. I, I think you made up for it in the back of the draft. You got some value with Clyde Edwards-Alaire starting running back for Kansas City. You backed up Cam Akers with Daryl Henderson, which is who I kind of wanted to steal him from you. Didn't get to do that. Um, Jared Goff, the Hard Knocks champion, Uh, And Trevor Lawrence, I think, could work well as a tandem, as that second slot with Dak, at quarterback. Um, But I also don't like the Terry McLaurin pick. He's got Carson Wentz as his quarterback, and I know he did fine with Taylor Heineke, but they have Jahan Dotson now on that offense.
1: Who I also drafted.
0: Yes, but you're talking about upside, and you drafted a lot of handcuffs. You're capping your upside by drafting a ton of handcuffs because um, you got Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker as well. I know if injuries happen, the other guy usually will explode. So you, I guess that's your thought process, but I've kind of faded away from handcuffs because you spread it out. Injuries are going to happen across the league. Um, and if you get somebody else's handcuff, it makes it, it makes it much more valuable for you and they're hurting that much more. And, you know, I'm a pretty competitive guy. So the more I can get an edge over everybody else in the league, I want that. I agree. Well, I don't think your your draft was all lost. I think it was solid. Nobody knows what the hell is going to happen, really, after the draft. But my favorite guy in the draft finished 10th last year. It's Jordan Alfre. Sometimes he doesn't manage his team the, the best I've seen the past couple years. He doesn't play the right players week to week for some reason. But having Allen Robinson as his fifth wideout after Jamar Chase, Pittman, Lockett, Ayuk, I, I think Robinson should be in the lineup over Lockett, who has Geno Smith as his quarterback. So again, with the lineup thing with him, who knows? But him getting Damian Pierce as his third running back for Houston, he's going to be huge this year. And you said that he reached on Josh Allen. He did a little bit, but the rest of this team looks very good. Uh, Derek Carr is a second QB. I I don't know. I, I like that team to go from not making. That's my pick from not making the playoffs to making the playoffs. Is uh, is Jordan Alfre's team?
1: Interesting. I do not like his team. But uh... yeah, that
0: is there a team? that didn't make the playoffs. Um, If I'm going back to the obvious choice here, Gilman just missed the playoffs last year. He's a perennial favorite every year. He know he, he's a huge fantasy guru. Would he be your pick out of the guys who didn't make the playoffs last year? Um, To, to reiterate it, it'd be between uh, Jack very Gilman Dean and Jordan now three who didn't make the playoffs last year out of those four teams, who do you think can make a playoff run this year?
1: Uh, it's gotta be Gilman. Um, and with that being said, I don't entirely love Gilman's team, but I know the way that he works and he makes his team better. Um, we had our first, our first trade of the day today, uh, actually. And it happened him and Daryl, who we mentioned earlier, who was my uh, co-owner last season, um, first year having his own team in our league. Um, And Daryl actually had two legit tight ends, one that he actually stole only because I had not drafted a tight end yet. And his name is uh, Dalton Schultz, who I was about to get one pick after him. So that kind of sucked for me. Um, But he ended up trading George Kittle, who was his starter for Zeke Elliott, which uh, you can make arguments for either one of those guys, but Gilman needed a tight end because he was starting Hunter Henry because he completely disregarded the tight end position (laughs) and waited maybe until the, the 12th round. I don't know. He drafted him so late to get a tight end and had Zeke at his flex. So Worked out for both of those guys. Um, I think Gilman just makes the right moves. This, this is one of the moves that I really liked. Um, not really huge on, on Zeke this season. Um, I think it's Tony Pollard's time to shine even more than he has been. Um, it was a great trade for him. He's going to make big moves off the waiver wire throughout the season. And he's got great guys on his team. Two great quarterbacks with Rodgers and Burrow. JT um, Javante Williams gonna have a great role this year. Keenan Allen, who's very consistent. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver one. And
0: <laughs> yeah, just, you're you're it, biased just, there.
1: Just just with those guys and with the addition of Kittle, also has Elijah Mitchell at his flex. Now it, it's it's a solid team. And I'm not really big on to three's team besides Jamar Chase, uh, Josh Allen, and Pittman. Okay. Those are really the only three guys that are that are catching my eye. And, and I, I have no faith in Will. We'll, it, will will probably listen to this. I have no faith in Will.
0: <laughs> I, will I was looking at the history of the league. I, I didn't know they did this. But his history is the worst in the league. He has an average of an eighth place finish. And I think he'll just consistently either sneak it, barely sneak into the playoffs, <laughs> or finish last in the league. And I don't know what it is. He drafts the Pats D every year, <laughs> he drafts Tom Brady every year. So he was probably in tears when, when Brady fake retired. But this man has three New England pan- Patriots on his team in a not prolific offense. So I, I, I don't know what Will does. I I root for the best for him because he's like a little brother to me, but in this league, there's a lot of serious players. And for some reason, he just can't, he he can't perform.
1: I I do. I'm looking at at Will's team now and, and I, I do like his team. I think there there is a there is a chance that he does make playoffs uh, if he manages his team right and makes the right moves. Um, but yeah, you know there there's no reason to be drafting any Patriots player. Have not been yes. fantasy relevant since Brady has left that team. Um, they're they're a broken offense now. It's it, it, their, their their time their time in the spotlight is well beyond them, well yeah. well past them.
0: I, I would take uh, Gilman versus the the other three guys versus the field to make the playoffs this year is probably your safest if if there was a wager on this. It's probably
1: um, it's probably
0: a good minus two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I but I would take the field. I don't know. I don't. Gilman's down. Sometimes you can make too many moves, and Kittle's already hurt. I don't know if it was right to give up on Zeke yet. They're still paying him a bunch of money. Don't get me wrong. You know I never draft Cal Cowgirls, Eagles, or Commanders. So I never touch them. But that's not because I don't think they could be good. I think the Eagles could be incredible this year. If if I wasn't such a hater, then I would uh would have drafted Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown for sure. But yeah, that that's and the safe bet here is Nick. Nick's won back-to-back years. Um, he goes under the radar. I don't think I've ever met him face-to-face. Only I, ha- I have not. I
1: have I have not either. He is a a, a good friend of my buddy, um, who I became friends with during undergrad. Jordan alfrey He's good friends with him. Uh, they live out of the state from me, but uh, seems like a, a good dude. Very good at fantasy. Um, yes, with his, with his track record. Um, I I love I love having competition in this league. Um, yeah, he he drafted he drafted very solid again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the six teams that make it this season. And I I think your predictions will be very big off.
0: Okay. All right. We'll we'll see about that. We'll come back to this episode. <laughs> I I we can we can make a little little fun wager with it if you want um whether it be me posting a picture in like a pittsburgh steelers jersey or something or you having to put on a daniel jones jersey that would just be funny because he's not going to even be a giant after this year and i don't know if i'm even going to watch one half of giants football this year because it's going to be another shit show but saying that and transitioning now into the NFL season, not looking at fantasy, talking about the NFL season, do you have faith in your Steelers to make a playoff run this year? Or is, is it a rebuilding year? Uh, I'm, I'm so
1: torn on on this question. I really, I really think it's, it's kind of like a little bit of both. Um, I, I can't see them completely tanking. Uh, Tomlin is a is a great head coach. I think they're going to do their best to win as many games as they can on their on their tough schedule that they got. Um, I don't think that all is completely lost with them. I think if they were able to manage the last couple of years going above hundred and making the playoffs with with a broken Ben Roethlisberger, I think they can manage with with Trubisky or 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 um, Kenny Pickett. One of those guys, I think, will will end up working out for them. It uh, may not be Trubisky. I know he's starting. I have faith in him. If it's not him, it'll be Kenny Pickett. Um, Mason Rudolph, let's not talk about him. But um, No,
0: no I, but, I'm glad you brought up the QBs. Kenny Pickett, hometown guy. I think getting him, you didn't have to move up for him in the draft. You just sat in the first round, got your guy. Hometown guy, went to Pitt University. I love him. So I want... But I don't think this is the year a rookie quarterback. I just think with that division, how tough it is with facing Burrow, Lamar Jackson, right. um, we don't have to talk about the Browns. They're the Browns, but the a- AFC as a whole is so much stronger than the NFC. So whoever comes out of the AFC will probably be the best team in the league, but they might be too battered to have whoever gets to come out of the NFC. Um, so that, that I, I won't even. I don't want to talk about the Giants. So, so please don't ask me any questions because they are going to be bad. They will fight for the last spot in this division, and if they don't, and I'm wrong, I will be so happy. But hope is the worst thing you can have as a sports fan. The past eight years of being a Giants fan has been terrible. So why not complete the decade in the NFC if? Before you leave, I want to get your Super Bowl prediction, way too early Super Bowl predi- prediction. For me, See, is wide open. I think the shocker this year will the Saint- is the Saints. The Saints, with Jameis Winston back, are going to win that division over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I have the Packers finally getting over the edge, not because of Rodgers, well, kind of because of Rodgers, but that defense is so loaded this year. They have the best secondary in the league. And I think it's going to be a Packers. And if I had to guess, everybody's picking the Bills. So I'm not going to pick the Bills because that would just be, you know, way, way too easy of a a prediction in the AFC. You know, I just love Joe Burrow. Finally, an offensive line. Why not run it back to the Super Bowl? And I have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Packers in the Super Bowl this year. I don't know what it is. I just got a feeling Joe is that man. So I I'm not gonna pick against him. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, I, I think that is a fair take on the Super Bowl prediction. Um very safe to say the least. Uh, Bengals are a powerhouse of a team now. Uh, they have completely shifted their their dynamics of their team. Uh, Joe Scheife is the real deal, and they got they got weapons for him. So I love what they've been doing in Cincinnati. I love the way they played last year. I think if if sports weren't rigged, I think that was their their <laughs> their trophy to take home. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm just I'm just joking, but. But yeah, they they're a great team, and I I could definitely get on board with that prediction. Um, for me, though, however, uh, I think somehow, I think somehow, some way, uh, at least for the the AFC, I don't think the Bengals are gonna are gonna pull it out to the Super Bowl. I think at some point they will get upset. They will make the playoffs, but I do think that the team that makes it out there is going to be the Kansas city chiefs.
0: Okay. Wow. Making it back. Once again, the dynasty, they, they can, another championship in in this short of a span would be a dynasty. Are you taking them to win? Well, I won't jump to conclusions who you got from the NFC. Uh,
1: from the NFC, it's tough. Um, Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be as good as they were last year? Yeah yeah they they're gonna they're gonna be about as good as they were last year um, but I don't think they will make it to the Super Bowl again because that would just be too easy for Tom Brady. Uh, he's not done yet he's not done after the season. He's gonna play for one more it's not gonna be yet. Uh, I think the team that that makes it if I had to guess, would maybe be the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Wow. Trey Lance. You got faith in Trey Lance.
1: And it's not Trey Lance, my friend. It is is everything around him. I think Debo Samuel is going to turn it up just like he did last season. Kittle, pending injuries. He stays healthy. That's just another bonus. Um, the running the running backs they got the offensive line the defense everything is still solid there, and if Trey Lance could play even half to what they are expecting of him to play this year, I think they will easily win out that division, uh, win out the conference, and take that Super Bowl trophy.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't. Oh, so you have the Niners getting revenge on the Chiefs from the Chiefs Super Bowl a couple yes. of years back? Wow! Yes, I I love that prediction. I love I love some sweet sweet revenge. There's there's you know, it it just that would be, you know what? You saying the league is rigged? You know, sometimes maybe maybe you could be right, but that. That claim lays true there. That would be a great storyline, and they're always looking for storylines in this league. So, yeah, why not? Uh, But before you go, Beal and I will be doing a segment at the end of each week, picking our lineup for the week. And our question this week was out of two of these three guys, we have our running back two and our flex position. We have Rashad Bateman playing the Jets. A.J. Dillon against the Vikings and Travis Etienne against the commanders out of those three guys who which two guys would you pick to play Bill and I mm-hmm. have already made a unanimous decision so I'm just I'm just seeing what somebody else in the league has to say about it
1: right um, between those three guys uh, you, you really can't go wrong and it's great that that's a dilemma that you have it just speaks to the volumes to how how deep your team is um so I'll, I'll i'll give you my my fair answer considering i'm not playing you and it's week one yeah uh, i think it's safe to ask me th- these questions until until there's play until we play each you other play yes me. right yeah. right and i and i'll gladly give you my my honest input um uh i think i think you gotta rock with etn against the the commanders I think that's 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 safe. He, you draft him as your, your running back, too. And I think you should keep him there. Um, and as for A.J. Dillon and Rashad Bateman, one of those guys, to fill in your flex, um, I'd personally lean towards A.J. Dillon. And that is who you have in there. Yes. Um, I, I know Rashad Bateman is in for a big workload taking over that that um, receiving corp. Uh, with the exit of Hollywood Brown, who I actually drafted as my uh, wide receiver three, I think he's going to be ex- just excellent with Kyler Murray in Arizona. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's going to take a little bit of adjustment for Rashad Bateman to, to get that comfortability. And I also think the matchup is just too good for uh, Baltimore. I think they're going to just be able to attack the run game against that week. Uh, that week New York secondary. So I don't really think there's a need for him to really get that involved from week one. So I think A.J. Dillon against Minnesota, a division rival, I think he's going to be heavily utilized. I think there's a lot of opportunity for him this this first week, and I think that's the guy you got to roll with.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's going to take time for Bateman to get some chemistry with Lamar. Um, And with them playing the Jets, he's going to draw a matchup with Sauce Gardner. And I'm already scared of Sauce Gardner. I want nothing of of Gardner. I saw what he did at Cincinnati these past couple of years. He didn't let up a single touchdown. And I don't think he's going to let one up against Bateman in week one. And That's I, another excellent point. I, I think the Ravens can just run all over them. They're going to win this game easily against Joe Flacco at quarterback. Exactly. I mean, they'll probably score a defensive touchdown in this game. That's probably how it's going to go. But, Yeah. Thank you. We we both came to that unanimous decision uh, and now you did as well. So that only adds some fuel to our fire and some confidence going into this week. But you never know. But I love the anticipation of the fantasy season and I can't wait for tonight's game. Uh, I do a little sign off every time. Um, I'll have you come up with your own sign off after I do do mine, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah. Sounds good with me.
0: All right. So as always, everybody enjoy your sunsets and your sunrises, your brunches and your lunners. And uh, cause we love to eat. Uh, love y'all. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, Justin Kaplan. Cap, you want to take us out
1: from the pod Docs. Stay happy, stay healthy. Enjoy your day.